Good morning, everyone. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Pierre Lent. I'm an ordained minister. Yeah, I did this earlier when I was practicing. I'm not an ordained minister. I am an ordained deacon. Sorry. Uh, I've led men's Bible study. Uh, I've helped with the uh, young adult Sunday school class as a substitute teacher on that. I've served on various committees through uh, my time here at Lakeview of 20-some years or so. My wife, Jennifer, in the back, uh, we celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary last year in July. Uh, I have two adult, thank you, Monty. <laughs> I have two adult children, Hunter, who is here back there with my wife, Jennifer. He just recently graduated from uh, University of Chapel Hill. I know we're in mourning today. Uh, yeah, he is a teacher at Western Middle School and a coach. Uh, my daughter, Dakota, who got married last May here, May of 18, she got married here in this sanctuary to Dalton Rooks, and they currently live in Greenville, South Carolina. That's through Charlotte, not down east. So it makes traveling a little bit more difficult for us. Several weeks ago, Gerald asked me to lead worship service. My first reaction was, no, not me. But I held my tongue, and I said, I will think about it. Think about it. Not really. I prayed about it. Well, as you can see, I did agree, and I've heard, and everything that I've heard, and everything that's led me here, everything that was said today, said in Sunday school, in the last couple of weeks, Gerald's message has led me down this path of where we're going to go today. I think the things that were stated here today just solidifies how much God knows. Um, I'm going to share this lesson with you this morning. The message God laid in my heart may or may not be for you, but I have no doubt is intended to speak to someone in the sanctuary today. That person may just be me. I'll start by saying I am a little nervous. Typically, I don't mind speaking in front of people, but today I'm going to share, I'm going to open up, I'm going to be vulnerable. So my palms and my brow are sweating. My heart, it's starting to calm down a little bit, but I have a little bit of tunnel vision, and when you wear these reading glasses, it makes it a little even more difficult. With that said, pray with me for God to speak through me and to help my words be his message that he wants you to hear today. Let us pray. Thank you, God, for using me today to share your message. Thank you for putting each individual here. Thank you for giving me the courage to bring your message. I pray that this message is shared directly from you through me and that each person will gain exactly what you want them to gain. Grant me the strength and the courage to share your message. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Deep breath. I've stated this already, but I'm going to go with my script. Over the last couple weeks during Sunday school and worship, and the lessons that I've been doing at the house, have further solidified my message, what my message will be today. And again today, even in Sunday school and here so far during worship, it just is going to bring it home. Even if this message is not for you, not directly for you, it's meant for what God has wanted me to share. 
Here are a few key points that I've heard repeatedly over the last few weeks. God knows all. 1 John 3.20 For God is greater than our heart and knows all things. God knows all. As Christians, we hear this all the time. But do we really know the true measure of that? Just think about it. He knows all. Why is this important? Why should we care? He, he is the only person who has ever been or ever be know what you have in mind before you speak it, before you do it, before you save it. He knows you intimately. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what's on your mind. He knows the words that come out of your mouth before they come out of your mouth. He knows all. He not only knows all, he knows everything about you. How many times have we heard, he knows the number of hairs on your head. Well, I can't even count that high, but I don't have that many to begin with. God wants us to be in relationship with him. 1 Corinthians 1.9 God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God wants us to be in relationship with him. Why? Because he knows and loves each one of us individually. He wants us to spend eternity in heaven with him. God is loving and caring, and he wants us to be with him. God is loving and caring. Ephesians 1.4 For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Family must come first after God. Our relationship with God should be the most important one in our life. Hands down, he should come first. Family includes your kinfolk, your church family, and your fellow Christians. We must make these family relationships a priority. Gerald shared this message with us last week. We need to be armed. We need to be armed, or another way to say it is we need to be educated. Everyone here would probably generally agree that you instow or would like to have an education or that your children get an education or a better education than you because that will help you further on in life, whether it's in a job or a career. We all would probably agree that an education is a good thing. Well, education can help you get further ahead, but we as Christians should think of it in terms of arming, not just getting ahead or not just getting an education. Educate in arming us as we learn and grow deeper in our faith. The Bible is our lesson book. Didn't we just hear that this morning? Isn't that the lesson that Terry shared with our youth this morning? Teaching the youth right now that the Bible, that's their lesson book. That's what they need for their education. That's what we need to be armed. We simply cannot grow in arming without first reading, learning, and knowing, and trusting. Philippians 4.1 I can do all things through him who strengthened me. 
Lastly, we are charged to share God's word. Mark 16, 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Prayer, studying the Bible, sharing life with family, spending time with family. Again, this should include all your family units, both inside your home and outside your home, as well as fellow Christians throughout the world. Being in the Word, studying the Word, and sharing the Word, by being in the Word, we can develop, develop a true, deeper relationship with Jesus. A true relationship with Jesus will lead us to a deeper, more meaningful relationships with family. This, in turn, will lead us to be able to have deeper relationships or start those relationships for those that may not know Jesus Christ. Sure, we can have material things, but relationships is what it's all about. Relationships is what it is all about. Remember, God himself wants us in a relationship with him. Put these things together, relationships, being armed or educated, family as a priority, and that's what it is really all about. How do we start? We must set aside all earthly pride. Pride is one thing that probably holds me back the most. I'm sure some of you may be the same way. We must let go of all the pride in our heart. We must humble ourselves before the Lord and admit that we are prideful. We must be willing to let God lead us and get out of our comfort zone. Sometimes we need to humble ourselves before our family as well. Letting go of your pride may lead to feelings of vulnerability. However, God warns about pride in his word. So we know that if God shares it in his word, we know that it will pay off in the end. Being what God has planned for you can't include a prideful heart. Studying God's Word. When you study God's Word, you have a deeper relationship with Him. We must get into His Word daily so we can grow deeper and stronger and understand Him even more. The more we are willing to grow with Him and in Him, the better we will become, the better off we will be. He longs for that relationship with us. By doing so, we'll be arming ourselves so that we can go and share God's word. The more confident we are in understanding God's word, the easier it is to go out and share Jesus with others. The deeper we go, the stronger you become. The deeper your relationship, the better it becomes. A better relationship with him leads to a better relationship with everyone else in your life. Philippians 4, 6. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, in, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Make him a priority. Who has the daily planner or who makes the to-do list? Just like the events in your day or your week, we must truly set aside time for developing our relationship with Jesus. You have to put it on your calendar or put it on your to-do list. You must make it a priority. Block off time or set aside a time for him, whether it's in the morning, midday, afternoon, 
evening, set aside time. Get God on your calendar and then follow through. Don't keep changing your priorities. Events at church, go ahead, get your to-do list out, get your calendar out, put them on there. Don't make excuses for not being here or not sharing about uh, the events going on with church, with others, especially those that may not have a church home. Don't make excuses for not going on the youth retreat. Don't make excuses for not attending Sunday school or not going on the mission trip. Don't make excuses for not going caroling with the choir. Don't make excuses for not volunteering for a committee or not coming to Bible study. Need to make God a priority. Put it on your calendars and stick to your priorities. Making Lakeview a priority is part of making God a priority in your life. This is your family. Once we prioritize studying God's word, praying, and building relationships, we become armed to go and serve people and to share the love of Christ. You don't need to become a preacher to share Jesus. You might be like me. Get asked to fill in sometime. Show people that you, <clears throat> you show people that you are or are not a Christian by the way you act, your actions, your words, and your example. Be willing to be set aside as a Christian. We must confess our sins to God. God knows all, so why not talk to him about our shortcomings? Ask him for help and forgiveness to give you strength to be a true Christian. Letting go of pride can be challenging. So how do we start by letting go of pride? Number one, admit that we are prideful. It takes a lot to do that, to openly admit that you are prideful. God already knows what's in you. God already knows what's going on. So you can just take it to the next step. You can admit that you might be prideful. Number two, I think we need to confess to God. That's between you and God. That's with you and your talk with Jesus. That's up to you. We must confess to God any and all of our shortcomings, especially those related to pride, those that will humble us. We must swallow our pride and run to him. Make a clean start. Once you ask for forgiveness, God forgives you. But you got to remember, don't repeat bad history. Express your need to him to develop a true and deeper relationship with him. You've got to want to have a deeper relationship with anybody. I think Rhonda shared in our Sunday school class this morning a very similar parallel talk. What you focus on is what you get. You focus on not running off the road when you drive, you don't run off the road. You focus on God, and you don't go out and stay out the wee hours of the night. You focus on God. You know you're going to go to church Sunday morning. So you don't stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning, Saturday night. Third, we need to ask him to guide us in everything we do. When we become armed and in a relationship with Jesus, then we have the tools we need to openly share, with the, share Jesus with the world. Who knows, maybe one day you can be like head coach of the 
Clemson Tigers, Dabo Sweeney, who had a nationwide platform to stand on. Um, I'm going to play this quick video for you here, but um, who knows? You may be the next person that has a platform like Dabo has. Coach, you talk about the bigger picture. When you hoist a trophy, you spend time talking about God and faith and what's above everything else, not just football. Can you speak on to that a little bit more? Because it's impressive that that's where you go when you get asked a question right after hoisting a trophy. So just what you can say to that. About my faith? Yeah. Man, that's the, that's the easiest question I've had all day. Uh, well, I mean, to me, that's just the priorities of my life. That's just my, you know, I think that uh, I made a decision when I was 16. I grew up in a family that, you know, uh, I was taught, you know, there was a God and, and all that, but I didn't really have a relationship with Christ until I was 16. And that was a game changer for me. That's really uh, become the foundation of my life. And, and me personally, I don't really... It's hard to survive and thrive in this world if you don't have a spiritual foundation um, and have something that that you know you you can that will give you peace uh, because life is hard and uh, we're all going to experience death and failure and setbacks and disappointments and cancer and you know you just it's just it's a really difficult world and uh, uh, for me God is always in my relationship with Christ is he, he's given me hope and peace and you know I love Jeremiah 29 11 you know for I know the plans I have for you uh, that's that's kind of been a life verse for me uh, it says to give you you know a hope and a future their plans for good not disaster and so I've always taken that uh, and I've kind of applied that to my life along my journey you know everybody sees me now and I'm the head coach of Clemson and all this and that but you know I, 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 my life hasn't always been this way um, and I've always used that as, to me, if there's really hope in the future, then there's power in the present to deal with whatever mess you're dealing with in your life. You know, to step through, to hang in there, to persevere, to continue to, to believe in something. Uh, and that's what, that's, what, that's what my relationship uh, with Christ did for me. It, it gave me uh, a hope and a belief, the ability to have a hope and a belief beyond my circumstances. And uh, so, you know, uh, I, I'm, it's probably the greatest accomplishment that I have had to this point is, is to see my three sons come to know Christ and uh, to, to know him as, as their Lord and Savior. But, you know, those are personal decisions that people have to make. Uh, but it's just how I choose to live my life. I'm, trust me, people know me know I ain't perfect. Uh, but I do try to live my life in a way that, that – uh, hopefully can be pleasing to my maker uh, because I know I'm going to meet him one day and he's not going to pat me on the back and talk about how many wins I had uh, or how many coach of the year trophies we got or how much money I made. He's, I really think he's going he's gonna to hold me accountable to uh, you know, how I took advantage of the opportunity and the blessings that he gave me, the impact that I had on, on young people, the type of men that we developed through a game. Uh, so. Appreciate you asking that question. We, we can pass the bucket if y'all want. Let's uh, keep going. <laughs> Didn't expect that one. Coach, with that, we'll leave it there. Good luck this season. Okay, thank you. That's the head coach after winning the ACC championship on a national platform, praising God, telling how he feels, willing to share, and lo and behold, if he didn't start a Sunday sermon too. 
When are you going to have an opportunity like that? Will you ever? If you do, I want you to be armed. I want you to be educated in God's word. I want you to have that relationship with God so that you can be as bold as that coach was right there. This may seem a little different, but I'm going to challenge each and every one of us to make a clean start. A clean start today. The first Sunday of 2020. Rhonda, 2020. Those who are in Sunday school get the parallel. God is great. God is good. God has set this lesson out for us today. There is no doubt in my mind. No doubt. I'm going to ask you to start this path with me of growing deeper in Christ and becoming a better witness of Christ. I'm going to ask you to swallow your pride and humble yourself. As we close out our service this morning, I challenge you to come up here by yourself, with your family, to the altar, to open your heart to God, to confess your sins to God, to ask him to forgive you of your shortcomings and to guide you and to lead you on a path that he has chosen for you. So if God's been tugging at you or he's tugging at you now, or you are among family, I want you to come up to the altar and have your quiet time with God. Just between you and God, start the new year off right. Ask him to make him a priority in your life. Ask him to, if it's your first time and you need God or Jesus in your heart and you've not become a Christian yet, truly a deeper Christian, come to the altar. Ask him to join you in your heart and start that relationship with him. No one's going to judge you. We are all family here. If you're willing to take this challenge before this group of folks and to ask God to to be a priority in your life and to help God and have Jesus in your heart and be a priority in your life, come on up here now. Ask him for help. We can't do it alone. I'm all I'm doing is going to ask you to just let God work through you to be in you. To make it a priority. Come with your family. Come by yourself. God already knows. It's just a matter of you communicating with him. Start that relationship with him now. Rekindle that relationship. Make your covenant to him. He will lead you where you need to be.